this is a journey into sound. <laughs> Yo, what's going on, Apple Podcast listeners? Shout out to the Spotify listeners. If you're checking us out on Buzzsprout, we're proud to be here. This is Unbiased Truths. I'm Cameron Banks. I'm Alan Tito. We're here to give you all our unbiased truth. Yes. And today we are going to be knocking out uh, this week in basketball. Week two, Cam. Week two. Yeah, week two, man. It's been an interesting rise for a lot of different teams. I, I know that the Toronto Raptors are a real deal. We did our apology for them. Yeah, no, I know. Right. I but I almost think that we also need to do more housekeeping about that because mm-hmm. – Dear Lord, were we wrong? Uh, it's I, not that we were wrong. We just had we didn't have we to get the foresight. We that, had questions that needed to be answered, yeah, and they and are being they answered. Have been answered. I mean, whoa! Looking at them atop of the East, not saying that I didn't like. You know, after seeing Kawhi fit in so well, and they are just killing the East right now. Well, and watching Boston struggle has yeah. been. Difficult because you know I mean I I know we're only four games in but I mean still mm-hmm. it's it's I thought they were gonna click together right away but I mean it looks like Gordon Gordon is having a weird time finding his place in that lineup and they just you know it's gonna take them a minute to figure out the best lineup to have on the floor at any given time yeah I'm very optimistic about the East because we always thought that it was gonna turn into the wild wild west on the East side and it has because we have Toronto up in first place and then right after that we got Detroit yeah I mean Blake Griffin just had a 50 point game the other Mm -hmm. night which was monster for him I think he might have listened to um, (laughs) one of our episodes man because somebody told him he was on the list for unbiased truth and Blake went out and got 50 (laughs) I think I really hope that somebody in the in the Pistons locker room was like, "Man, one of my boys just heard this podcast, mm-hmm. and you need to hear this." Right. And, and I mean, we did. We talked a little shit about uh, about old Blake Griffin, and he went out and tried to shake his little Kardashian curse and got himself some really, really good usage points the other right. day. Man, really good to see the Detroit Pistons pulling out something that we didn't think would happen. But even now, I still like Milwaukee as number two. Even though uh, I believe they have him at number three on the rankings. Number two, Milwaukee, that's not justice because Giannis, this is his year. It is. I think, uh, and it's not even just because he's on the cover of 2K. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it really is because the guy is ready. Yeah. He's poised. The The Bucks are, the whole team is young, you mm-hmm. know, and I think that they're ready to Take it all the way. I really do. I think that they will be in the Eastern Conference Finals yeah. for sure. I think I believe this year that we'll see truly what his skill set is made of because now he has his full arsenal. Might not have the three point game. Giannis needs to step away from the arc, my man. Right. Uh, get, get in that paint. Get your post game up because that's where he's going to be shining on the east side of things. And they'll be coming up and taking on the uh, Sixers pretty soon. And, and I'm interested in seeing that game because Giannis is linked with the grit of the Sixers, man. The young Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. I'd like to see how they handle that that Greek freak over there, man. Oh no, no doubt. And just real quick, like looking at the bottom of uh, the Eastern standings, Chicago and Cleveland. How at could 0 the three? How could the defending Eastern Conference champs <laughs> be zero three? Tristan I, Thompson, could you explain this to me? I just got I, to know. I I love it that Tristan Thompson a few weeks ago was saying that they're fine. Yeah. They're, you know, it doesn't matter that LeBron's not here. We're going to be okay. And looking at Owen three is just reality. We all saw it coming. Mm -hmm. There was, I don't think there was a, anybody in the sports world who was thinking that they were going to continue what they had without LeBron. Yeah. 
Ugh. Well, that's okay because on the west side, LeBron's having trouble without his Cleveland Cavaliers too. You are not so wrong. it's not a big issue. He's looking right at zero and three in the face too. So we're talking about the bottom of the Western Conference yeah. now, and right along with them, Oklahoma City Thunder struggling right along with LeBron. Yep. What do you think the ticket is for OKC because they have the same type of team? They even they, added Dennis yeah. Schroeder. No. What's going on with OKC? Uh, again, I think they have some new pieces yeah. that they're trying to implement. Uh, you know, I think Schroeder is really trying to find his way in mm-hmm. that lineup. Um, but I mean, LA is just, I, at this point in time, I really do think that everyone, I know everyone's hitting the panic button already in LA from seeing all the stuff on Twitter and just all of social media, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, Lakers nation, is Lakers insane. nation is real and, <laughs> yeah. and they are used and it's so weird that, you know, that you have two football teams in LA right now. But and not one of them can get any love from the right. city. Yeah. But you look at LA and the Clippers. The Clippers are you know they're at least in the playoff hunt right now at two and one. Yeah. But uh, two and two. Two and two. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, two and two. And uh, yeah, <laughs> right now that loss to the Rockets that night was tough. But uh, but looking at LA, I really think it's time if they don't get out of at least week four or five without five wins. I think that everyone's going to really start hitting the panic button, and LeBron is going to find out that he does not have as much pull in that team's front office as he thinks, and things are going to implode. I believe LeBron knew that coming in, that this wasn't his front office. I mean, it was going to be his team maybe, but it was not going to be his front office. So with Magic Johnson letting LeBron know, hey, we're in rebuilding mode. We're not going to give you the coach that you want. We're not going to be able to get the player that you want your first year. Mm -hmm. LeBron's now understanding that, okay, I have to keep up this level of play. And I don't believe LeBron James can run at this pace for too much longer, man. You can tell in his state, uh, his play style the other night, he went to overtime and looked gassed for the mm-hmm. most part. Yeah, I believe the wrong. reason why LeBron missed those free throws as every great player, when you get tired, man, you're going to show it. And LeBron James has never been an excellent free throw shooter, but even in clutch situations, LeBron's never shown up. Right. So we have to look at, I mean, let me not say never. LeBron has shown up on certain clutch situations. I'm just going to say, when it comes down to putting the team on your back and it's all on you, LeBron James, you tend to shy away from certain things of that nature. Right. Appreciate your style of play. We all love you. But at the end of the day, you have to realize that your Lakers aren't going to be able to bail you out. They're too young. They don't have the IQ that LeBron wants them to possess. And I think the role players that he implemented, uh, a la Lance Stevenson Mm -hmm. and... um, Even uh, Josh Hart has started to show that he's uh, on point. It's really cool to see that because they just started Cal Kuzma and he got them 37 points. Yep. So (laughs) that might have been... I think letting Brandon Ingram sit and think about his actions has shown them exactly who's ready to step up. Mm -hmm. And hopefully that'll help change the culture inside the locker room because I never thought Cal Kuzma should be um, where he was in their lineups, but mm-hmm. now you get to see him literally get out there and show you, them man, what he Kuzma, can do. Kuzma's real. Yeah. I, told, I told you this. Yeah, I remember you telling me about Kyle Kuzma, and it, it never was that I doubted him. I just didn't believe in Brandon Ingram, and I wanted to oh, know yeah, how no, long it was going to take LA to understand that. I still don't believe I mean, in Brandon Ingram. Yeah. I, don't, I, I really wanted him to be something when he was coming out of college, but man. He's I mean, too he's, immature, man. I think that's the deal. I think that... Uh, I said that before the fight, but yeah. definitely after the fight, that shows his character as a person. But I mean, just a quick like I'm sure it happens in um, in the NBA as well. But like a quick jump over to the NFL, uh, Houston, little Houston uh, knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, David Carr did an interview when he was with the New York Giants, mm-hmm. and that was the team that he went to after the Texans. He was a backup for the rest of his career, mm-hmm. and he was talking to a reporter, and they said, "Well, what you know, what what are some of the bigger things that you've learned now that you've been in the league a while?" And 
he did not prepare the ways that he should have. Yeah. And he knows that now. He he knew that then. You know, I think he'd been in the league maybe five or six years at that point. Mm. Um, but he didn't he didn't, you know, research as much film. He didn't go to, he didn't practice as much as he should. And we kinda saw a little Baker bit of that exact I was just about to bring that up. Mm. Uh, in the in this year's um uh, oh my god, I'm blanking on HBO right now. Mm. Uh, what's it called? Hard knocks. Hard knocks, thank mm-hmm. you. And you saw that, you know, um, Hugh Jackson pulled him aside. He's like, so what are you doing at 530 in the morning? And he's yeah. like, probably sleeping. And that's the same thing that that realization David Carr had when he was playing with the New York Giants. Yep. It'll happen to Baker Mayfield. It'll happen to Brandon Ingram. So are you saying that Brandon Ingram needs to spend more time now that he's been benched in that film room, understanding how to break down and understand the IQ, IQ of Most the game? Most definitely. I mean, you need to... Yeah, you need to, you need to get in there and you need to hit that. I bill. believe you need that to too. Understand when to switch, when you need to switch. You need to know when you need to. You need, do I need to go to the corner on mm-hmm. on this set? Do I need to stay out on the arc? Do I need to get inside? He needs to understand this, especially playing with LeBron, who at any time can just switch when he wants yeah. to switch. And not only playing against LeBron, playing against James Harden, playing against Steph Curry, playing against yep. Kevin Durant, because the margin of error is. Very, very thin, and James Harden's been known to expose people with the foul game. That's like yep. his bread and butter. So I understand playing against James Harden can be frustrating because all he's doing is going and looking to play his game. So essentially what we're saying is you need to get in the studio and learn how to play your game because when you don't focus on the analytics of the game, you end up losing your – your. it's like playing only with your right one hand. Right. You know, you got to be able to be ambidextrous. You have to mm-hmm. learn how to analyze the game and also be able to, to impose your will on the court and Brandon Ingram was never that guy for me never liked his style of play and that's why LA's 0-3 but I can't really talk too much crap because our Houston Rockets are 1-2 right now it's true the the Rockets are having a tough time Uh, we might be 1-3 tonight against the Jazz it's true because the the Jazz at 1-2 are a dangerous squad too because Mm -hmm. I mean I was talking to a buddy earlier today and the Jazz are the one team in the NBA who are poised and ready to strike offense and year. defensively. Exactly, they were the best team in the NBA last year mm-hmm. for defense. Mm-hmm. And Rudy Gobert just continues to get better. The yes, dude, he does. the dude is ready to be a household name. He should have been like if you if people who watch the NBA still don't know who Rudy Gobert is. I mean, mm-hmm. you just you know stop watching basketball because you, you're not watching it correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy is real. Donovan Mitchell is real. Uh, Joe Ingles real. is. Real, a real shooter, and throughout their entire bench, you have guys like uh, Dante Exum still there, who is, you know, not the guy who can give you a solid fifteen every night, but coming off the bench in a spark plug situation, he can be that for you. Mm-hmm. And, and it, Donovan Mitchell being there to to top off their offense, mm-hmm. and he, like I said, that four or five on his chest ain't for no reason. That's who he. That's who he looks like. If you don't know who wore number 45, you got to do your research. You yeah. your kids. Because uh, that guy, Donovan Mitchell, being there to spearhead all of that right. is what's making them a, a very effective key in the West. Man, a really good wild card in the West. Did you know that his dad played Major League Baseball? Huh. Intriguing. Kevin Mitchell. Kevin Mitchell. He, wow. He's a, co- he's a coach in the uh, Mets. Wow. Uh, That's why right Donovan now. was yeah. on the field. Okay, that makes that makes all uh, kinds of played, sense. But he played Major League Baseball, too. He was a good role player. That makes all kinds of sense, man. I heard a deal on the radio today. Now you got a superstar stun, and hopefully he can pull his jazz up to a uh, two and two. But I think our Rockets got it in check. We're going to get our lineups together. Right now. Hot take for the Rockets before we move on. I'm going to say if the Rockets do are not even 500 after 10 games that they will start thinking that 
they need to get rid of Carmelo Anthony. They will start starting Carmelo Anthony, actually. It's gonna, I, be, it's gonna be vice versa. They're gonna get their it's only two point four. No, million. I I agree. I agree that they are it's only two point four million. I, I yeah, I know that I know that, that but I think it, uh, ten and ten or five and five coming out of ten games, like that that was a stretch for me to say. Yeah. But I really do think that they're not gonna hesitate in moving him no. or getting rid of him before well, Any time around the tread deadline. I thought the same thing up until they said he was coming off the bench. When they said he was coming off the bench, that made me think differently about their idea. No, with, I do too. Because they're but not they're able have to, to start him. Mm-hmm. They're gonna. It's gonna be even more apparent that they need to get rid of him because he he's not gonna shine like they think he's gonna shine. I don't think he really fits into our lineup right now. Well the reason why I say that I changed my mind after that is because if you're trying to get the best out of somebody and use them for trade bait, you wanna use them early in the season while teams are still trying to figure themselves out. Let him go run amok, try to fill up his stats. That way you can trade him in December because right now they can't trade anybody no. until December ish. You know, uh, because yeah. especially the people you just signed. So if they were really trying to get the best out of Carmelo Anthony as far as trade bait they go ahead and start him but since they set him on the bench it makes me think they want him to play a, a key role in this right. in this organization somehow and I believe Melo's safe because of that reason now had he been starting I'd be like oh this ain't good but I mean he's that, that's why I think though is that he is probably going to end up starting sometime in the near future because Marquise mm-hmm. Chris is not they're not gonna that guy's not gonna see the floor as excited I was about Marquise Chris He's got an attitude problem, yeah, and he's not driving with D'Antoni's system, mm-hmm. and they're not going to play with that. Well, I'm I'm optimistic about James Ennis. Ennis is he's looking like right now. yeah, and that's that's the one thing that that sucks about it is that he's hurting. That's one thing we don't prepare for in the season, right. and that's why I'm hoping that with Carmelo Anthony playing the way he's playing right now, he can still come off the bench. Chris does have an attitude, but he's a young player trying to develop in a new system. And it's a very, very championship-minded system. Uh, coming from the Phoenix Suns, he's probably not used to any type of championship mentality. No. Probably just used to sitting on that bench a little bit more than he's he'd like to. So with that being said, I think the Rockets will get it together. They're mm-hmm. right under the Timberwolves, and that's not a team that you should be scared of as far as surpassing them. No, no doubt. Record. I mean, the Rockets, I mean, it's the start of the season, guys. Like, mm-hmm. so all of this is going to be jumbled. But to talk about, I mean, we know who the number three team is, the 3-1, and one, the Golden State Warriors. We know that story. But the New Orleans Pelicans at 3-0, and oh, I mean, I know I was stunned when they came out first game and punched the Rockets in the mouth. Mm-hmm. And just seeing AD and Julius and seeing Alfred Payton coming off the bench yes, this season so far. Yes, has really, I, I, New landscape for that dude is doing wonders. Yes, sir. And I think the New Orleans Pelicans are – Poised to shake up this Western Conference for sure. They plan to. They'll be in the playoff picture, and I'm not sure if anybody wants to see them. Oh hell no! If they're healthy in the playoffs, mm-hmm. especially if they're missing pieces. I know right now Golden State is it hasn't had any injuries, thank the Lord. But at the end of the day, do you really want to see Anthony Davis without a Kevin Durant? Oh no, or a Stephen Curry? Oh man, even if you I have mean, those other guys, even it's just not. They, it's not advisable. KD, they would not. If KD would didn't play a single game, it's not advisable. Game series with the Pelicans right now, they wouldn't win. You don't want that because that uh, that offense is their best defense, and Lord yeah. knows Anthony Davis is defense and offense. Oh man, <laughs> a, dude, a, a walking bucket and a walking block. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but guys, just moving on real quick so we can get some other stuff. How you like in Dallas? Because I, Dude, Luca is I was trying to move up. on, but you're right. Luca <laughs> I'm sorry, is man. so Cannot good. Cannot deny it. He is <laughs> Cannot deny Luka, it right man. now. I mean, we're recording this on Wednesday night, guys. And already 
uh, he is just killing it. They're, the, They're at halftime. Dallas right? is up on Trey Young's Atlanta Hawks, ten points, fifty-eight to forty-eight, and dude. Your boy Luca is looking uh, like a pulling, superstar already, I'm, I'm pulling, man. I'm pulling it up. I'm pulling it up. Because, because right now Luca Doncic is is a guy that's adjusting to the American style of play, and with his prowess in the European leagues, this guy has came to play. So if you haven't seen any highlights of Luca Doncic, get over to YouTube Dude, instantly. Is, yeah, his his overseas stuff is crazy to watch. Mm-hmm. He, um, but his plus or minus is negative five. But I mean, everyone uh, for Dallas is in the negatives right now. Um, uh, except for yeah, you know, they got some guys. But anyway, uh, he he's got fourteen points right now. Uh, rookie and, of the year, and, rookie of the year, rookie uh, of the year. Stats? He got fourteen points, uh, three rebounds, all defensive rebounds, and one assist. I mean, he's not doing anything crazy on the other end. But I mean, his season stats. Just his presence something. on the floor is refreshing because they got Dirk about to head out this right. year. And seeing a new European face for the Dallas Mavericks is cool because they've always been about that game. Uh, I, what I want to look up for right now is who 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 you have right now, Allen, really locking down the West now. Do you think that Denver Nuggets can hold on to that top spot? Man, that's where really they're on to fire, to. man. And the the Nuggets and losing Will Barton right now. I think he, hopefully we can get him back, but. They're they're there, dude, and they're doing it with pretty much the same team. I, yeah. I, I realize that you had Isaiah Thomas to that squad, and maybe he's mm-hmm. giving them a little spunk. But four and zero, yeah, against the teams that let's see, I'll, they'll beat the Lakers up. This oh upcoming. yeah, no, they'll the, definitely on Saturday the they'll totally beat the Lakers. But let's see, that squad is like ragtag. It's put together to be um, to be effective for their for their style of play. So when it boils down to keeping the number one spot in the West, I know that thing's going to be flippy floppy later on in the season. Oh, yeah. But right now, I think these guys, at least for the next four or five games, they should be they should be just fine. So in their first couple of games, you know they've beaten they beat the Lakers off. Yeah, the they bat. did. They, they, they stomped uh, the Lakers, but it wasn't even like it was close. The LeBron just he gassed out. No, I mean they they only won by two points in that first game. Yeah, uh, the score was close, but the play oh, was no, my bad. Is that that's preseason? Never mind. Right, that's preseason. My bad, my bad. But no, I mean one hundred seven ninety eight. I mean that's, that's dope. And then one nineteen stomping on the Suns, mm-hmm. uh, beating Golden State was huge. Yeah. Um, but no, and then. Uh, and yesterday they beat up on the Kings. I mean, mm-hmm. they haven't really only pe- team that they can really say that is something was the Warriors, and that's a big deal. I want to see them versus the Pelicans. I want to see how well, they play against Anthony Davis. You only have to wait until Monday at okay. nine p.m. Okay, cool, cool on cool. NBA TV because that right there is going to be a telling game for me because Anthony Davis he ain't taking no shit. Like he's having his way. He's already made his claim for the best player in the NBA, and he said he might be the MVP this year. Not might, he will be MVP this year. Yeah, don't mean, don't I, let me misquote that man. Right. <laughs> and I mean, and seriously though, you're not wrong. Anthony Davis is like he's here, mm-hmm. and just like Giannis, like I mean, Anthony Davis is done being the backup guy, mm-hmm. and he's ready to take his NBA. Yeah, yeah, and that's what that's what a lot of people haven't seen is the heir apparent to LeBron James. Well, don't look outside. Don't look to Zion Williams. <laughs> no, <laughs> All right. Dude, no, Even though he's going to be legit, Zion's going to be great. Yeah. Definitely look inside the NBA for that next guy up because we have him. He's here. He's around. And he might just have the initials of KD. 
<laughs> yes, I said it. That? Yes, I said it. Kevin Durant is the greatest player in the league right now, and You're it's, it's something right for you all to to take this, hold to. Witness the wrath of the Slim Reaper, and that's what you, and that's what you call a uh, classic misdirection. Because everyone was like, "Oh, he's going to say eighty. No, no, he just said Katie. He's the one. No, okay. So we got a little. Um, NBA news, we we can link up to it more close to home. The CP3 and Rondo thing is kind of is getting out of hand, man. It's getting out of hand. It's getting out of hand in the mainstream media. The, the maybe mainstream not against media the guys. Is tearing it up. Yeah, they are. And, and and the thing is, is like if you really want to start crunching the numbers about how much money Chris Paul is losing and how much money uh, Rondo's Ingram's losing, moving, losing mm-hmm. and Rondo and you know Chris Paul's losing the most because he has the biggest contract, but this is pennies to these guys. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. and. It, it's it's gonna get taken care of mm-hmm. in some form or fashion. Well, what the the money they'll make from going to the playoffs, it won't hurt them at all. Not at all. Well, and, the Lakers won't go to the playoffs, but and Chris Paul get that back. I think at this point, I think there may have been like it. it honestly, as soon as it happened, it was just noise, mm-hmm. and now it's for sure news. everything. Just news. it's it's all news, right? Because everyone wants to cover it, but. Should they? Should they be covering it? No. Because I think it's time to just let it go. No, I think we we should cover it a different way. I, I want to look at it from who do you who would you rather have on your team? Would you rather have CP three or would you rather have Rondo? I mean, I'm Chris Paul, hands down, no doubt. No, I'd rather have Rondo. I mean, that's that that is crazy to me. That's, that that is. Crazy. Well, what's your what's your stance on CP three outside of the fact that he okay he's a scorer? That's good to know, dude. Chris Paul is a great distributor. He's an amazing... Better than Rondo? No. Oh, please. Rondo's a way better distributor. He's got way flashier passing, first of all. And he just has a, he has a way better sense on the court, IQ on the court when it comes I, to passing. I completely disagree Because with he can't shoot. I'm not looking... Rondo's well, never looking to shoot. Yeah, no. That's, <laughs> He's that's never true. He, he makes a He makes a... Like a crazy three-pointer every once in a while. But yeah. I mean... But Chris gives you everything else. I would say that... Chris is the most complete point guard out of the two. Yeah, he's definitely. I, I like Chris Paul. The fact that he represents that old school, the last one that represents the old school style of point guard and the way it's played by being a pass first kind of guy. But Chris Paul can fill up a stat sheet. That's that's true. Mm-hmm. But when it comes down to, I would rather have Chris Paul if I didn't have anybody else to help me score. Right. But if I have multiple scorers on my team, I want Rondo on my team because mm-hmm. Rondo's going to come down and distribute the ball and, and, and quarterback that whole entire thing. Because one thing that's similar about these guys is that they're both floor generals. Yes, but also, like, let's just take it back. And I think that when Rondo is in the appropriate offense – he can be a great point guard. Yeah, well, the great, possibly the greatest. Why he's the champion? Well, I, I should have just dropped that bomb right there and then walked yeah. out. He's a champion. Chris Paul's not. But, Boom. Yeah, I mean that that is fair. He's a champion, and like, and that's the question: which Chris Paul and which Rondo would you choose this year, the 2018 version, or would you have to over Chris Paul? Or would no, you take the 08 version? Of course you want a, a wiser IQ Rondo, but I'm I'm taking the 08. Yeah, yeah. I'm taking 08 Rondo, and maybe I probably take New Orleans Rondo. I probably take New Orleans Rondo because of his attitude. That was only the only time he got a, along with the coach. Yes, outside, a, a outside time. Of Doc. Yeah, yeah, like the only um, time. So it's really difficult to say if you if you want championship mentality, I'm taking the eight Rondo. But if I want the Rondo that we should have had this entire NBA career, I'm taking the Pelicans Rondo. I mean that that is a fair assumption on the Rondo, but 
That's why I keep I'm on saying still, it was about who was the better New Orleans point guard. That's the yeah. only thing this fight was about, man. Dude, I still, I'm still going to say Chris Paul. Um, yeah, I'm still going to say Chris Paul because Rondo did it with AD. Yeah, that's very true. He did it with AD. He did it with better players because, let's be real, Chris Paul had no one. Well, it's it's not about whether or not, I mean, blame David Stern for that. Try to get you to LA, Chris Paul. <laughs> well, but, yeah, but I mean, even if he would have gone, I think we would still see the same woes. I mean, no, that's so, not true. He would have been with Kobe. So look at so look at their best teams, basically. You brought up 08. So on that Celtics lineup, you had Ray Allen. Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce. Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett. And Ray I mean, Allen. We, I mean, <laughs> Big Baby Davis, you know, and, and who actually butt up in this and said that, hey, yeah. Chris Paul is a horrible teammate. But he did not say that Rondo was a better one. No, it's not about who's a better teammate. They're both, they're both that, gritty that's, guys. That's the, they're at both the end leaders. of the day, guys, like this, that's the deal is that they're both bad teammates. Yeah, neither one of them is going to be sitting there. I think that each one of them and the, bad teammates is a is a I think it's a stretch to yeah. say. Bad teammates is a, a very um, – too big of a uh, like a scale. Self centered. Um, I would even I wouldn't even say self centered. I would say that they like we, we were talking about Chris Paul earlier. That he's he's got a. They both have bad streaks in them. Yeah, but they're both. I think both of those streaks are based out of winning mm. and being a competitive. The player. drive to win. Yeah, yeah. Being, the drive very, to yeah. win. Yeah, very competitive drive. That's one thing that they both have in common. Once again, mm. kind of like a Russell Westbrook. I bet Russell Westbrook mm. is a tough no, teammate. No. Nobody wants to play with Russell. That's what I'm saying. But people still want to play with Chris, and they still want to play with Rondo. That's fair to say, yeah. And that is, I think that's a testament to them both. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that there's, there are two reasons, I think, that people put up with Chris Paul being the, or the NBA Players Association president. Why do you think that? Because he's a bully? Well, I think that he wants the job for the accolade. Mm -hmm. And two... Nobody else wants that job. Yes, that's very fair to say. Because honestly, when it boils down to Chris Paul and Rondo, one has a better image than the other. And that's yeah. Chris Paul. He's got this nice, better image for him. And we'll dive a little bit deeper into that. Uh, but Chris Paul, when it boils down to who's on the court and who's helping you out in a sense, it, it goes to a, fa- a factor that you have to make sure that you're on point with what you're doing. What happened there was uncalled for. We all know that. But when it comes down to being a better player and being um, the guy that's going to help out your team, I want Rondo, man. I want Rondo. It's as simple as that. Chris Paul, thank you, but where's your ring, Chris? Nah, where's I feel you, ring? but I mean, I'm still sticking with Chris, hands down, <laughs> and it's not just because he's a rocket. I think that I think that Chris is, again, the most complete point guard out of the two. I mean, I think he proves it on a nightly basis. I mean, mm-hmm. the stats don't lie. All right. So with, with Chris Paul coming back this upcoming game against the Clippers, are right. you hoping to see the Rockets possibly turn around? Oh, most definitely. I think having Chris back in the lineup will, one, do them wonders because, I mean, losing not having James Ennis tonight is going to hurt, I think, because it, it, it's kind of like the same way that a bunch of the other teams in the NBA are trying to work out right now is – who do we play when this guy is not out that night and they're trying to work out all of their lineups for the rest of the season? Because a yeah. bunch of these teams have new pieces, new rookies, all the way down the line. But, um, yeah, but a couple of quick stat lines to hit you guys with. Blake Griffin is number one overall in points per game. Just because of the 50-point game. It's it, true. You, just give it to Kimba. Kimba's playing a more complete Kimba game. Kimba Walker, though, is doing the damn thing yeah. out there right now. He is lighting it up. With balling for over. a contract. Man, I don't even give a shit about a contract. <laughs> that, that, a dude, contract. that dude is, is out here proving that he is 
not to be forgotten as one of the best point guards in this generation of basketball. Not one of the best point guards in this generation of basketball, but he's definitely one of those guys that can fill up this. Dude, fill he's up those about buckets. to get his. In, yeah, I think he. I don't know if they played tonight or not, but he is only twenty six points away from getting to ten k. I'm proud of him, man. And he's he's doing definitely that, up He's the doing that before a lot of guys that should have gotten there a while ago. Mm-hmm. I, I'm still going to take John Wall, uh, but no, Zach Levine is actually doing a great job out there in Chicago. Another guy, another guy um, who just needs to be healthy. Yeah, I'm glad he's healthy, man. Of course, Stephen Curry, the one. He's over at 30.5, and Anthony Davis is leading up the pack with 30.3. Right. Scary times for the NBA right now when the West is looking like they can score the most points. Mm-hmm. No, but I mean, just looking around, I mean. Three pointers made. Obviously, Steph Curry, Kimba is right there with twenty one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we go over to blocks. Who do you think's leading that one? Anthony Davis. Yeah, of course, Anthony Davis is. And I mean, not far behind him, Javale McGee. Man, like Javale McGee getting busy on him, man. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> uh, just little sign of life that Javale McGee still has a pulse. Yeah. Well, it's good to see over uh, in OKC, Paul George is stealing away a lot of people's hearts and money because he's also stealing <laughs> basketballs as well, man, with three. With Jimmy Butler, who's actually stealing people's attention <laughs> from right. the Timberwolves, man. Yeah, the Timberwolves are just all Jimmy Butler show right now. Yeah. I mean, he is – I know Cat's putting up some good numbers, but still, I mean, it's it's still true. They need Jimmy. Yeah. Well, our, league, our reigning league MVP, James Harden, is also at 2.3 steals and – Right now, he's sitting pretty at number two with the assist with 9.7 mm-hmm. per game. And he's not even a point guard. Yeah, and that former Rocket, Kyle Lowry, with 10. 10 points. 10.0. Man, that's insane, man. Well, you talked a little bit about the three point perc- uh, three points made, but what's the three-point percentage looking like, man? Is Steph shooting as good as he's making? He is not. <laughs> the the Everyone's tied up right now in a couple of spots. But, I mean, Ian Clark, he's only taken a couple of shots this year, so he has 100% three-point. But it's but cool to see Anthony Davis on that board, is, man. I mean, shooting 75%. And, I mean, again, he's not taking threes all day. So, of course, he's up at the top. Uh, but Nikola Vucevic, man, like, this guy has been on Orlando his entire career. Mm-hmm. And he is still just killing it. I mean, he's been a constant threat his entire career. Yeah. I, I like uh, the fact that a lot of people don't uh, look at these uh, European guys as being the next breed of superstars. But they're transcending the league as well. They're showing you how to use that outside game and also keep that defense on point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luca is a prime example of that. Coming over and dominating on both sides of the ball is something that's going to be a must for the upcoming NBA. Right. Absolutely necessary. Uh, but overall, I think we're having a great NBA season. I know it's early in the year, so we're not going to be able to say too much about who's going to be doing what as far as awards. But we do know that a lot of teams are gelling together and keeping themselves in check. You bet. And, guys, I mean, just don't forget that the regular season – doesn't matter. Mm, it does not matter. Unless at you're all. playing fantasy basketball. If you're playing fantasy basketball, definitely, definitely keep up with that waiver wire. Know what's going on any day. Keep up with those uh, those injuries because if I mean, just taking a day off of playing fantasy basketball, you are screwed. Yeah, I agree completely. So make sure you keep on checking those lineups and find out who's doing what with who. All right, guys, we're gonna have to get out of here. I'm Alan Tittle. I'm Cameron A. Sharp. <laughs> we'll catch you later, everybody. Peace.